This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. A midweek Ajuma. Oh, wow. Hello, everyone. We're Welcome back it. to the Ajuma We're Show. We're doing it. I'm your host, Peter Kim. And I'm Wenji Kim. And it's the it's Thursday night. What a weird schedule this is to do it right. But it, it's been the Jewish holidays, the holy holidays. Yes. Right. Last week was um, Rosh Hashanah. Yes. Okay. So uh, I am I am learning more about Jewish holidays, even though I grew up around them. But mm-hmm. like they always pop up in the fall, and you're like, and randomly people don't come to work or something. Yeah. You know. So like, not randomly. Randomly for me, and I never paid attention to the when when it falls what each one does because uh-huh. there's Rosh Hashanah there's Yom Kippur and what's the third one third big one oh Hanukkah and, and Passover yeah and Passover of course yes yeah. and you you have converted to Judaism correct so you do all of this I do I okay, so let today. me ask you. You did? Mm-hmm. How did? Okay, so a couple of my showrunner was fasting today. Yeah, and she was just like yawning, and I'm like, I'm so tired. Oh, I can't make it. And she was like, All right, we're gonna cut early. Get out of here. You know. <laughs> and then she would break the fast, sure. and she was like looking forward to that. Yes. Is this something you do every year? No, I've really never fasted, and even this year, I drank water. You're oh, not supposed wow. to drink water. You're not supposed to do anything. Yeah, or like I apparently you're not supposed to do anything like. That's supposed to bring you joy. No sex. Or anything. No sex. You're not allowed to, like, uh, this one girl in the writer's room, she was like, yeah, I, I watch Lord of the Rings every year to, like, get through the fucking day. Yeah. Because it's, it's supposed <laughs> but you're to not, be somber. you're not supposed to do that either. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to atone? Mm-hmm. This is the Day of Atonement. Yes. You're supposed to, like, apologize and, like, we did that today, like... You're supposed to. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Like you. Did say, you go to temple? No, we did not because of the way that like we had to go for to break fast. Like the so we couldn't. I couldn't zoom into the services and shit. Even though I mm. I had gotten the link, but um, it's whatever. But you're supposed to apologize and atone to the people in your life. Like you say, I'm sorry, beg for their forgiveness, mm-hmm. and then promise to do better. And you think okay, about. Okay, so all the how things. many people did you call today? I called nobody. <laughs> you're like i'm waiting for my apologies <laughs> where are you bitch um yeah. <laughs> now i mean i literally this year i think i felt it more acutely like just in terms of reflection and shit like that like um mm. i've i think also the fact that like i've been on zoloft and feeling better and like more in a place mm. where because even with asking for forgiveness you have to be in a good place because otherwise it's so much self-flagellation like it's funny but like even asking Mm. forgiveness requires you to be in a healthy place interesting you know like because yeah yeah. you have you're like going through aa sort of yeah it's It's not groveling you're asking for no you're saying hey i'm getting right with god yes you're asking for mercy interesting okay so this is why you didn't call anyone you ain't ready (laughs) (laughs) your soul ain't ready to atone. I'm, I'm, and like the thing is, like I just I thought about it and like you know do all this mm. shit. I, it was a very, um, I will say it was a very productive day. Like for me, creatively, it was a pretty productive because I thought a lot about stuff. And um, 
So like that, I was somber and all that. And usually shit. you're just reacting. I oftentimes, no thoughts. honestly, <laughs> truly shooting off emails, yeah. apologizing. Yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> but I'm not looking for redemption. I'm not looking for mercy. I'm just looking for yeah. um, a little more time, uh, an extra sure. week. And uh, uh-huh. but like I this this year and just given the past year and how many people have passed away and my husband's family and like you know COVID and all this mm. shit. I, I, you know, I've been saying this on the pod, like I, I think this year I've been thinking a lot about giving ourselves and others more grace. And mm. that's, I think, why I was thinking about it a little more acutely. I did, however, go for a cosmetic procedure today. So. Oh, you did? Which one? <laughs> I, I went and got microneedled. Oh, OK. And that's just that's the one where they um, is that the one where they draw blood? Yes, no? that's there's a the that's a component of it. So like actual oh, gotcha. microneedling is just like a tiny needle that just go poke into your skin, and then afterwards they had drawn blood and they like take the PRP like the platelets of it and they put it on your face to help heal it. Gotcha. It's called a vampire facial. Oh yes, yes, you've done that before. Yes, but I've never done this specific like the PRP on my face. Where do you usually get it? On your ass? You know. <laughs> <laughs> that ass be looking younger. Trying to keep it luminous. No, I just have, yeah. I've never gotten that extra add on because I just oh, get I microneedled. And gotcha. so, but I did do that. But I will say today I managed to drive for the first time since my accident. <gasps> really? Yeah. Okay. How did that feel? Terrifying. So I was very, very upset. I was freaking out. My hands were shaking. I was tearing up, but I didn't lose my mind. Like before I tried it and I puked and I had a full on panic attack. And so I hadn't tried Mm -hmm. since then. But this time I like made it, got there. And it was, and it 100% is because of the Zoloft because I couldn't get to panic level. Yes. Like I I just had to stay in this area. So that was something that did bring me joy. But otherwise, okay. I, I stayed pretty somber otherwise. All right. <laughs> I just imagine you getting the vampire facial and just like crying, like one tear coming out. They're like, no, no, no. You're going to ruin the platelets. <laughs> no, you know how it feels? It feels like Hanukkah. It's What's that? very tight. Hanukkah is like the, it was like at the beginning of pandemic. It was like, a, no, maybe before, like a year before pandemic. Like it's mm. like the thing that was all over Instagram. It's like a mask you put on it makes your face look crazy wrinkled tight yeah a wrinkle it looks very wrinkled because when it dries why would you want that because when it dries like it looks like your face is very wrinkled you look like you know the filter where the filter the old person filter. you look like that i know it's crazy and but it feels so tight and that's what my face feels like now so tight hanukkah hanukkah you could get that for hanukkah Every Jewish major holiday, you could get like a little, I like this like a uh, new kind of uh, Korean American Jewish tradition you got going on. Self-care and atonement. Yes. I mean. Atonement is self-care, right? That's like spiritual self-care. It's interesting because, you know, the, one of the things that I was watching today was, do you, did you, do you guys do this in like non-Catholic church where you would hit yourself? Natashio, Natashio, Nakuntashiro, so like. No. So. That's very like. Catholic. Ca- like uber East Asian Catholic, Southeast Asian Catholic. <laughs> like, you know those. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're just like hitting, you're actually hitting yourself. Yeah. With a chumo. Okay. You make a chumo, like, like oh. and then you like hit your. 
chest. That's like a Korean thing, maybe, because like, you know, like when you're um, Ashiwa, yeah, or like tap tape, you're like, oh, tap tape, you're like hitting yourself. Yes, that's what it reminds me of. But when you talk about that, like, um, there's like Catholics in the Philippines, I believe, that have like a whole ritual of. Actual self-flagellation. Yes, yes. With like cat of nine tails or Mm -hmm. whatever something, they're like bleeding. Yes, that and like hair shirts and like, yeah, it's a whole thing. But it's it's this idea that like you, that's how you atone by taking on and 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 taking on blame, not blame, but like taking ownership over your mistake, saying sorry in a genuine way. It was funny because I was watching things with my son to like under like try to tell him what the holiday was about and how they introduced the idea to their two children is that like, it's about saying sorry and taking mm-hmm. full ownership and saying it in an appropriate way. It's not just sorry. It's like, yeah. I am sorry. I ask for your forgiveness and I promise to yes. do better. Amazing. What a, what a, <laughs> what a singularly simple thing. Yes. That none of us fucking do ever yeah. anymore. <laughs> Except for this like, small um like you know how some people like are are like always self-defeating or like self-blaming yes and it's that kind of like navel gazing way of of saying it's your fault or or taking blame for something Mm -hmm. yeah like besides that like we don't really see people do that anymore yeah so um that i think that's really beautiful uh you know as a christian i used to go every sunday and feel that yes and 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 just go all right this is what i did wrong this week this these are the like temptations Mm -hmm. i gave into and this is how i treated someone wrong and blah 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 and as a young gay child i had i always had something to pray about i always had oh my god something to be be sorry about right because i was inherently wrong yeah so i'm very used to that atonement feel (laughs) Um, I mean, confession was one of my favorite parts of being Catholic. It's liberating. Yeah. You're like, ah, done. <laughs> and, you move and, and, on. and there's penance. There's like a, there's like an yeah. actual, like, this is the cost of this sin. Right. It's 10 Hail Marys. That's, that's crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's so like. Transactional. It's too, yeah, it's yes. too easy. Yes. There's no like emotional work being done. None. Like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just like repeat the thing, do it as wrote, and you're like, okay, I'll back out as a sinner. Bye bye. That's why I guess it's better than nothing. That like atheists. What do atheists do for atonement? Oh, I think they subject us to their um, lack of belief in God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Very I, I, interesting. I I I I wish that more people, atheists, non-atheists religious people did this more in a real way kind of like like Yom Kippur where like we actually sit down and think about like how we mm-hmm. fit into our neighborhood our locale our yeah. you know and, and, you know our position in the world and we we rarely do that and I that's a that's a cool thing Yom Kippur I might try it next year not yeah. a Yom Kippur but like my own like fasting and but you, you, know, you know you know what's right around Yom Kippur and Sukkot, which is next week, it's Chuseok. Oh, but Chuseok is like Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, but it's also about like 
making sure that you're good to your family and it's like mm. a lot of remembrance of this shit and you think about your place in among your community you know yeah, like yeah. It, it, that's, that's sort true. of like that's a larger sort of like outside of the food and shit you have yeah. like a like your chesa table is like mm-hmm. you know it's like a lot of the korean um, traditions are about like honoring and remembering and like knowing your place. They don't use the words atonement, yeah. but like that is a part of it, right? Like your place, how yeah. you can do better, and you think about it. And it's all these harvest festivals. Like it's kind of crazy mm-hmm. because, like, I mean, because I was like, you know, preparing for high holidays and like, you know, thinking about Chuseok and like, especially this year, I feel like because even last year, we it was before vaccine. Mm-hmm. And like we we could not really celebrate, and this year, like even with Delta, yes, it's true. The news is you know is real. It's here. It's horrible. But you know we're all vaccinated. Even if something, you know, it's like we may all get it, but it, at least you know we won't die. We're a little protected. We're a little protected. <laughs> um, you know, whatever. Uh, it, it mitigates those sort of catastrophic effects. Uh, in May, anyway, and so I thinking about it, I was like, yeah, this like fall is one of these things. At least in like other cultures, like outside of because mm-hmm. Christmas and all this stuff is like a winter holiday. That's very that doesn't really exist in other. It's a time for you to just hibernate. Fall mm-hmm. is when you really think about shit. Yeah, there's an equinox coming. Yeah, like there's a you know reason to celebrate harvest. You got a lot of shit. There's apples to be picked. Yeah. There's you know yeah. uh, there's skinnip to be. There's people who fried. don't have enough who, who don't have apples, you know, and it, it, it's a time to think about like those people who are not as well off as us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I need I, the reason I bring that up is because I think I have trouble thinking about other people. <laughs> You know, I. <laughs> Peter, you don't. You've been doing so much during pandemic. Maybe now, right now, because you're busy and you have a job. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, yeah. Especially that's what I mean. Like, it's easy to, you know, be thoughtful and kind and whatever and give back when you have literally nothing to do every day and you're like, um, how do I fill my fucking time? You know, I'll volunteer or whatever. But like, it's when you're, it's when I'm busy that I usually turn into a worse citizen of the world Mm -hmm. because i think like all that matters is being busy or all that matters is making money or you know whatever the fuck so like i'm excited for this fall to be be more contemplative and as we move into this new house and my mom my mom's coming for thanksgiving um yeah it's really exciting yes and i think i i'm thinking i'm going to use this opportunity to really sit down and um and and be uh be open about like how what I'm doing and h- how I can be of service yeah to 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 my community to the world um and, and my own family you know to my brother to my mom like there's I I I feel like I try to keep that front in front and center in my mind but I so often don't. I so often like just like log off of Zoom and I'm like, where's my joint? And I'm like smoking and I'm like, you know, and and just watching Disney Plus till I like fall asleep. You yeah. know, like I, it just like becomes a road thing. So um, Yom Kippur, happy Yom Kippur for anyone who is who is uh, who is celebrating. And and I, I'm, I'm very like I really love the traditions uh-huh. of this. Uh, yes. Uh, of 
of the high holidays. You know, yeah. you, you, in any religion. Yeah. You're, so you're not supposed to say happy because it's supposed to be a very somber. Oh. So you instead of saying oh, oh. happy Yom Kippur, you're just like have an easy fast. Easy fast. Have an easy okay. fast, right? Or have, have a an good, easy fast. Have, or have a yam. Have a good uh, yam Kippur. Good. Have a good one. Have so, a good yam. Yeah. Okay. Like it's I not. It's not supposed to be happy. Yeah, yeah. Ha- have a um, have a uh, fruitful. What's a, fruitful? Yeah. What are you? What are you doing? Um, <laughs> I, I have hope a re- you feel re- revelatory. Bad. Yeah. I hope yum? you. Have a, I hope you feel real bad, real good. And I hope. And I hope you starve. <laughs> So that when you break that fast, it'll be yum yum yum. Have, how about have a yum yum? Have a yummy yum. Break the yeah. fast. <laughs> okay, uh, this after have a after you kept saying happy nine eleven last week. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just don't like people being sad on nine eleven. Is that too much? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, th- I think this is such a cool thing and. I, me personally have lost so much of those traditions since I stopped going to church, stopped doing family stuff. We don't do chusog, we don't yeah. do sholai anymore. Yeah. You know, like I don't live by anyone. So like, and the traditions make me feel connected to something bigger than myself. Yes, that's the whole point of it. Yeah. 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 So uh, I hope you have a yum yum. <laughs> <laughs> and it's time for Kick Ass Koreans. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to be uh, talking about Soyeon An. Um, okay. I, I guess her current name would be An Soyeon, but she just won an Emmy. Um, she was just awarded, like she won her first Emmy at 27 in 2009. Okay, mm. this bitch won her first Emmy at 2000, in 2009 uh, for So You Think You Can Dance. Uh, she's Wait, a costume designer. What does she do? She's a costume designer. Oh, cool. I know. So she's on American Idol. She's on like a lot of these like uh, re- reality shows, and she just was named the winner of um, Outstanding Costume Design and Styling for a Drama or Daytime Fiction Program uh, for the mm. Netflix series Julie and the Phantoms. No idea what it is, but good on I have her. Have not heard of it. Have not heard of it, but she won this year, twenty twenty one, and um, just because she's won, I'm going to check out the first episode. Yeah, to look at sure. The why not? Yeah. Um, she yeah. has styled for Step Up. American Idol. Um, she mm. styled and designed pieces for Taylor Swift, Mariah Carey, J Lo, Selena Gomez, Pink, like all wow. these bitches. Yes, and uh, you know, also she's just like. So she um, at twenty four, she became the designer for the So You Think You Can Dance tour, and like if you go through her Instagram, like it's very, she's very much a costume designer, like all this stuff, eclectic, but also to me such an Asian baby girl kind of vibe. <laughs> Like I love this, <laughs> and the thing is, when I was looking at it, and I was lo- and like you look and you remember a lot of the outfits from American Idol. That shit is mm. so Asian baby girl. Wait, they style she styled American, American Idol. Idol contestants. All of it. Those aren't their clothes. No, when they oh audition, my God. Peter, are you fucking kidding me? You think these bitches come? dress in their vans and then they arrive when they perform in an entirely oh different god. outfit oh my god i did not realize that at all i didn't even think about that they would have a costume person 
That's so, cr- wait, what? Yes, dude, you don't realize like people arrive and then once their narrative is uh-huh. set inside of the reality show, yeah. like, you know, like this is gonna mm-hmm. be their arc, this is their personality, their costumes for the show change completely. Whoa, I, I mean, it's been a while since I saw American Idol, but I guess I'm just used to drag race where you have to bring everything your fucking yeah. self and like, <laughs> And like so, you know, and like Scotch reality tape, television, yeah. yeah. But I was just also watching F Boy Island, uh-huh. and I asked the same, <laughs> which is such a stupid. Is thing it good? I'm so interested. It's so stupid. Okay, it's so so stupid. But Nikki Glazer's really funny, okay. and the the whole like conceit of it is like funny. fresh. I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's the whole thing feels like a satire, which is like hilarious. Yes. But, um. Anyway. I was watching that and I was like, oh, these guys all like have such great style. <laughs> and now I'm realizing there must have been a costume designer on set with them. Well, well maybe. Like I fitting them. Sure. You know? there's, I think there's some reality shows that are like that. I know for Bachelor and Bachelorette, they, those girls bring all their own dresses. Oh, do they? Yeah, they, okay. they, they style themselves. They so arrive. Maybe like, if it's like competition series for love, then you have to bring your own Yeah, stuff. you have to reflect your genuine personality. But like a dance show, you're, you have cert- you need certain things. Yes. Like you can't move around. And, and with Idol, they're like trying, and with Idol, they're trying to make you into a star. With The Voice, they're trying to right. make you into a star. So they're like start the curating process, you know? Interesting. Wow. Okay, cool. It, and, so An Soyeon won for, so you, not, no, no, no. She won for this Netflix show that you, you and I have never talked yes, about. Yes, or seen, seen or anything. But yeah. in 2009, she won her first for So You Think You Can Dance. But she's done a bunch wow. of other stuff. This is her sort I of like. I love that show. Yes. I, nothing makes me cry than Mia Michaels' dance routine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So she was, and you know, she's like a stereotypical Korean kid. But it was just more that like, you know, I mean, you've been on set. I've been on set less and uh, like you see, I mean, for me, a lot of costume and makeup—that's when I see Asian people. Mm. Like I'll. What see, do you mean? Like I'll. Oh, I've, oh, I've worked co- with several Asian people inside of costume and design. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh okay. I've. Ne- I don't think I ever have. I I've worked with a, a HMU, a Korean HMU recently. Ooh. Who, sh- who I shouted out last time. Um, her name was. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sylvie? No. Fuck, I just worked with her. I'm smoking too much weed. Um, <laughs> Ivy, Ivy. Okay. Ivy. Um, single mother. Love. You know, yeah. just like hustling. Mm-hmm. Being, every day she's there earlier than everyone. Yes. You know, leaves later than everyone. Like, shout out to HMU and costume design. Also, like, shout they out really to single don't moms. Yeah. Single moms, yes, exactly. Our heroes. Yes. Um, cool. An Soyeon, congratulations on that Emmy. Um, I will watch that um, that show that you won for because I just want to see your work. Yeah. I, I want to see what Let's you're Let's see doing. what happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My Kick-Ass Korean is actually an update. Okay. Sort of. Of Okay, so back in 2016. Okay. When? Uh, no, not, not 2016. 2017, when we started this podcast. Okay. There, do you remember this story? I mean, I, I don't know. We've done so many fuck. This is 199 episodes. It's so many fucking episodes. Yeah. So many episodes. There was an episode that we talked about this mural in LA's K Town, around K Town, where they this this artist Bo Stanton uh, drew a, a mural of Ava Gardner. 
Yes. Who, um, and then there was all these like rays coming out of her, uh-huh. like the rising sun flag, yeah. the oh, Japanese right, rising right, sun right, flag. Right, 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 right. And remember the Korean Americans were like, this is like having a swastika yeah, yeah, for yeah. Jews. Like this is so offensive. Like this shit is triggering for our family. Like we ran from this. And yes. this what like that rising sun flag is the flag that the Japanese army would fly yes. when when they were coming into Korea to fucking annex it. I mean, it's, um, it's, it is. It is like a... It's scary. Yeah, it's scary to people. I mean, here it's less so... Did I ever tell you about it? I did this like benefit once where there was like an old Asian dude with a pith helmet who had like the emblem of the right. What's a pith helmet? It's like one of those like hard helmets with like a, a horn uh. on the top. What? You know the, you know oh, the, like old school, like World, World War One. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! He was wearing something like that. He was wearing that at your benefit <laughs> with a rising star, a sun <gasps> emblem on the helmet. It was wild. A Korean guy? No, no, this guy was Japanese. It was an Asian, like a. Oh, oh, oh. It was an Asian okay. sort of event. Okay. All Asian. All Asian. All and Asian. A Japanese guy was wearing the the thing. And I was hosting the, the event. The, oh my god! Did you say anything? I I I didn't see it when I was on stage. I got off uh-huh. and I was like, you know, getting appetizers and like you know following the shrimp cocktail the shrimp pic, following those waiters around and so i saw it. <laughs> wait 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 i see oh, no, no no i'll take that i'll take it I was is like, that a slider i was definitely not supposed they're like to be... it's half eaten no no i'll take it yeah. i'll just eat the other i was other definitely side. not supposed to be milling around like that but i was just following no. this person you know i was supposed to be where like talent like you know was like corralled with the rest of the service people and then i was just following these people around you change it to all blacks <laughs> But that's when I saw him. I I, I distinctly because he was also very old. Mm. So like I just remember like recoiling a little bit, being like, "Whoa!" Whoa. Like didn't expect yeah. to see that. Very mm. bizarre. Very bizarre. Very bizarre. You know, like who knows? Yeah, and you know that's your reaction. Imagine like our grandparents' reaction to that. It you would, know, it like would, yeah. it would be triggering. Triggering. Yeah. Anyway, so back in 2017, we talked about this mural mm-hmm. that Bo Stanton created. It's a beautiful mural of Ava Gardner uh, down in Wilshire area, K-Town area. Mm-hmm. And um, the citizens of K-Town like rose up yeah. and they were like, take this down, blah, blah. And we basically like reported on the controversy of yeah. it, right? Fast forward to now, mm-hmm. like three, four years later, um, they... Uh, the group called Wilshire Community Coalition. Okay. They it's a bunch of Korea Korean like Korean Americans that got together and started protesting this mural. Okay. And because of that, um, the powers that be came down and asked the artists to redo the mural. Oh. So that it would be less offensive. Like, fucked up. Yeah. Especially in an area like why are you putting this you're putting this mural up because it's of Ava Gardner. She spent time at s- some like club down there, right? There, there, it was like K Town was like old Hollywood, yes. right? Like where people would hang out and blah blah. Mm-hmm. And now it's K Town. Yeah. But the Wilshire Community Coalition, a group led by Korean American citizens of that area, um, w- uh, started protesting, and this artist decided to take. Um, <laughs> take uh, uh collect like inspirations and information and submissions okay. uh, led by Kyopo G Y O P O yeah 
a collective of diasporic Korean artists in Los Angeles. Cool. So they're my kick-ass Korean. And because they started giving them examples of like, hey, these are things that are important to us. If you're going to have a gigantic wall mural in the middle of our neighborhood, Mm -hmm. be a little more sensitive about the people that live here. Yeah. And also, Kyopo um, uh, uh, was not only the ones that were submitting... um, uh, ideas, but also they were taking ideas of national origins of all the people around there, like from Mexico, Korea, Guatemala, El Salvador, and other parts parts of Latin Latin America. Cool. So now it used to be just a mural of Ava Gardner with this like rising sun thing, yeah. which, by the way, this artist had no idea. Sure. That that would that would be. But now he has been educated and he's now like went in and like made the rays less like bright, you know, and kind of dulled it out and changed it to a different color. Not reddish, but like orangey yellow. And then um, he put all these like flowers Uh like Uh bugunga and all these like flowers from like El Salvador or whatever to like on her head as like a flower crown Cool. and then um, and it has this like phoenix coming out on the left side which is like the Korean symbol of like rebirth and regeneration and um, they just had the unveiling of this um, mural at this school and uh, I just want to give a shout out to Kyopo, yeah. these, these, this coalition of Korean um, American artists who really fought for this and also the Wilshire Coalition for not st- standing down and being like, oh, here we go again, getting stepped on by white people again. And, and, you know, it was a long journey, three, four years now, but it was worth it. And now this yeah. mural represents more of what this what the neighborhood is now ex- instead of like what it was back in the like golden age or whatever the fuck. So, um, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, my it's, it's great. I mean, it's also bizarre cause it's like, it's K town, Ava Gardner. Yeah. Just like, okay. I mean, I don't know how many people would even know who she is as a cultural figure now. No, no one, no one our age really knows who Ava Gardner yes. is or knows her work. Um, and <laughs> guaranteed these Ajashis and Haimonis in Cape Town, they're not looking at her going like, ah, you know, yeah. like, uh, yes, the golden <laughs> oh, age. Oh, yes. <laughs> Old Rita, like, loved yeah. her, loved her in Gilda. Am I right? Like, <laughs> like, no one cares. Like, oh, how crazy it was yeah. when she was with Frank Sinatra. Like, no one cares. No, There's no, no context. So that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, like, I'm sure they just think it's like a, an attractive white lady they decided to draw on a wall. But the yeah. fact that the rising sun, like the mimics that image so well, like so much is it is so much like if something looked like a swastika in a Jewish mm-hmm. neighborhood. Right. Exactly. Even though the swastika is a symbol that has been bastardized. Yes. And turned on its axis on a tilt. It's supposed to not look like that. It's supposed to be like right angles. Yes. Yes. And it's like a Buddhist symbol, I believe. or Sanskrit. Sanskrit. It's like an yes. Indian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's supposed to be like a, a completely different meaning that mm-hmm. they just took over. Anyway, um, and also I just want to quickly shout out Chanyong Jake Jung, who uh, organized the protest cool. and insisted the original ne- needed to be removed. So he's really instrumental in, in this happening as well. And um, this this just goes back to I just want to touch real quick before we take a break on Have you heard of that show, The Activist? Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, so if you guys don't know, CBS just announced that they were going to do a reality competition show. Mm-hmm. Um 
called the activist, where they take different types of activists and pin them against each other. So it's like, okay, do you want money for Black Lives Matter or do you want money for abortion rights? Yeah, or do you want money to go for drinking water for orphans uh, in Africa? Um, And it's like, and all these activists Or like Stop Asian Hate. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) why are we competing? (laughs) And these activists have to compete to get money. It's so fucked up. And the three judges are... Usher! Usher. (laughs) I'm like, what? When has Usher done anything for anyone? I had no idea that Usher was like any sort of authority. (laughs) I didn't know Usher was still alive. I thought he... I, I for some reason I thought he died. You know those like um like Avril Lavigne. Everyone thinks she's dead. Yes. Like that. Those like weird rumors that go around. Like I I I, have to, I haven't even heard from Usher. <laughs> like why? What? Usher and then um Priyanka was, Chopra. Who is so? I, she knows better. Does she? she I don't know. She should know better. I don't know if she's good. I don't think she is. I don't know anything about her, but she just strikes me as like. This is just a, someone who's just been picked up by the system and is being Ooh. used for her brown face. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's married to Joe Jonas. What the fuck? And she, he's like 10 years younger than her? Yes. What is happening? I love it. Um, anyway, and the third person was Julianne Huff. <laughs> and you're wondering I thought who? she was dead. I thought she yeah. was dead. Uh, yeah, truly. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was just her career. Like, I'm sorry. Like- ah! <laughs> Julianne Huff. Is the br- sister of Derek Huff, who you still don't know who yeah, they I don't, are. Yeah, I don't know any they're, of these They're people. dancers. They do So yes! You Think You Can Dance. So Not, no, sorry, sorry. The other one, the other one. Um, Dancing the, with the uh, stars. stars. Yes, you're right. And, yeah. And I think that it, it, that's so crazy that both Usher and her are both dancers. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Why? Like, because did they just Because, miscast? like, why are dancers yeah, doing this? Yeah, did they just miscast it? Were they, no was idea. this supposed to be a different just, show? You know why? Because they probably went to someone like, um, I don't know, like Reverend Jesse James or some shit like that. You know, Al Sharpton. And they were like, um, no, we're not doing this. This looks bad. What the fuck are you talking about? And Usher was like, this is the way to revive my career. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, because there was a whole like um, hoopla and backlash Mm -hmm. to it, rightfully so. Yes. Um, CBS has decided to reformat the show into a one-hour documentary. Yes. And it's no longer a competition. A co- competitive thing. Yeah. And they were and I was reading it and they were like, they've shot so much stuff already, so they're gonna include some of their stuff. <laughs> but I guess like the judges are gonna have to retape, reshoot, like because I'm imagining it was like American Idol or something. They're like standing behind a podium. Of course it is. Sitting, and then this like and they're like X A not act not you know um, what is it what, woke enough or where what the is fuck? what is Usher, Usher gonna ask? Like what yeah, can exactly. he ask? And how can he judge? How, how can, can any of these people judge? How how what have can, y'all done? How can you judge? Like, yet yet less ye be judged. Yeah, exactly. Like. What the fuck? And, and, and I I don't know if it was like the voice where like each person goes, I'm I'm gonna back that, uh, you know, charity or I'm gonna yes. back that cause as and then they fight to back the cause or something. But like, even that is like, no, we shouldn't. Their activism it, it's just bad and, and it just really screams this like current age of like how like cool it is or like how. 
how woke it is to be like you know performatively an activist it or makes, whatever the it fuck. Ma- it makes activism a capitalist commodity. It turns yeah. it, it bastardizes this yes. idea of altruism and something that like mm-hmm. people, and the thing is they're, these are people typically, I don't know. I mean, maybe these activists are all, yeah, I don't know. But like, you know. They're all like super hot and size Yeah, zero. that's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, unless they're all Sean fucking King, like, you know, yeah. like you're going to hope. That they're good people, that they're trying to do good. And it's like, you yeah, know, yeah. the fact that you're, you're pitting them against each other is like so counterintuitive to what the actual message that we try to bestow. What the point is. The, the point yeah. fucking is that is you don't do this. That it's not to be famous. It's not to get this sort of It's to get out of your way. It's, yes. to, it's to serve, you know? Like, what the fuck? So... I'm glad that it, it we the gen, general populace yes. was like fuck no. This smells bad. And, yeah, and then they and you know, they they retrofitted. They should have just but given I, them money. That's what it should have been. Yeah, like Ed McMahon just yes. like, "Hey, I love your cause. Let's highlight show the highlight reel yes. of Amanda going around like Fucking saving the environment or whatever. And he's like, here's a hundred thousand dollars to and do more of that. And then they cry at the end. It feels good. It's like a real help, like real home makeovers. You know, like that's feel yeah. good television. Exactly. Like you don't need it to be like, oh, text one zero zero one five if you want Amanda and Green Earth Initiative yeah. to wait. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Not everything needs to be Hunger Games, guys. Yes. The fuck. That's, it's like this Jesus is the most Christ. American shit ever. Ever. It's so, it's so gross and it's so tone deaf. Come it's, on. It's like, truly, truly. It is the most tone deaf be- uh, death knell of yeah. America. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just disrespectful to activism. Yes. In, you know what I mean? It's like exactly what the mask singer did to masks. You know, like. <laughs> Shut up. Just Stop. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, we are back, folks. Wow, it's been a short week. We've (laughs) (laughs) we talked on Sunday, yes, and um, and today's Thursday. Not much has happened in my life except <laughs> I've been going to work. Yeah. And um working on my house mm-hmm. and it's slowly coming together. Um but I'm so tired. I'm so tired of sitting at my desk and um you know zooming all day. Yeah. So I did get a um a rising desk. Okay, good. One of those like you 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 could like set the height. Yes. You know, cuz they say sitting is the new smoking. Right. And, and smoking is I do both. Yes, smoking is the new cool thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> so I got a rising desk and I got a mini treadmill Ooh. to go under it. Okay. So I st- I like I, I I went I got on Zoom the other day and I I started like kind of like walking on it and people were like, "Are you on a treadmill?" <laughs> And I was like, uh, yeah, I didn't want to say anything because I, I thought it was going to be dorky. And everyone's like, no, that's awesome. Like this person used to do it, blah, blah. And like almost every other person on that's on Zoom had a rising desk. Yes. Like they, they've all had it. 
but no one uses it. (laughs) (laughs) They're all like, "Uh, yeah, we've had it for a while, but like, I got lazy. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, but you're going to be great. You're going to use it all the time. And I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good gesture, but I know myself. Like three weeks in, max, I'm going to be like, this was okay. All right. How long, how long did you walk in the meeting? I walked for like, I think a to- I went, I went on and off because like I was getting tired. Sure. Um, I would say total like 30 minutes. Okay. And then throughout the five hours sure. that I was on Zoom. Did it make you feel better? So it, it did. It definitely made me feel better because I was doing something. And you know how we talk about like when we think of jokes and we think of ideas, yes. like doing like a manual repetitive yes. thing really helps yes. kind of like loosen things up. Yes. So I think in that way it helped, but I don't feel like healthy or anything like that. Well, today, like, but then tomorrow you might do it for a little longer, a little longer. Like, yeah, I'm hoping that I make it a thing instead of just like, eh, I tried it, you know, because like. I yes. do feel very unhealthy. Yes. I feel gross. I feel gross. And I said Sluggish. that last week when you were talking about your cleanse. Yeah. Yeah. And tired all the time. Yeah. You know, and like, I, I, and I know it's because I'm moving right now. Of course. Like yes. I, I, and I'm doing it alone because my partner's out in the fucking forest. <laughs> so I, I'm doing all, a lot of it by myself. So like it, it does suck. And I knew I was getting myself into this. It's not a surprise, but even still like it just feels it feels a little shitty yeah are you taking are you going over there in the morning and moving stuff or are you doing it at night like yeah yeah like a little bit like i'm not it's not like huge boxes or anything but like just so that i can be at my new place and not have it completely empty so like i brought the pop soda over yeah you know and all the like my frozen mandu and stuff like that and then like at night i'll come back and like pack up like little things here and then bring it back in the morning. So like I'm doing the move like slowly. And also like I'm also there after work, I go out to Costco or Target Yeah, and there's just so much shit to buy. Like blinds, um, little curtain rods for the kitchen window or like fucking, what is it called? Like bathroom um, curtain, like shower curtains. And like those like tension rods, like it's just shit like that. And then things, and then oh, of course like gardening stuff. Oh, by the way, have you heard of this thing called the fiddle leaf fig plant? Yes. Okay. It's I very no popular. Idea. It's very very popular. Yeah, they're like I'm sold not out. popular. There's a, yeah, there's like it's a, it there's like a shortage. Out. Yeah, there's a shortage. I don't understand why people are obsessed. Like interior designers, Instagram, like yes, it's a hardy everyone, plant. It's a hardy plant. Yes. It's a hardy plant, and it's it's in the background of every like. It's a, stage but I will say it's a hardy plant, but it is pretty temperamental. It's not as good as like a palm tree or a money tree. It's not easy. No. No, but it's like everywhere, yeah. right? And I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. I, I I've seen it. Like sure, you've clocked. I'm it. Like, you've seen it. I've yeah. clocked, and I'm like, oh, that's cute. But I I didn't know there was like people wanted it everywhere, and there's blah blah blah. Yes. and they sell for like. Medium sized plants, two hundred fifty to yeah. like two hundred dollars. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. Yes. Um, and the reason I found out about the fiddle leaf plant fig. is yeah. fiddle, leaf. fiddle leaf fig. Fig? Is it a fig? Um, 
it's a fig, but it doesn't it doesn't produce edible figs. Okay. Um, it's just like a pretty plant, but I it's actually a tree. Yes. And I, 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 I um, my our friends Benda and uh, Zach came over to the house to like help with stuff, and they were like they got to the front yard and they were like, "What the fuck?" And they point at this tree in my front yard, uh-huh. and they're like, "Holy shit, this is crazy." And I'm like, what? It's like, this is a fiddle leaf fig tree. I've never seen something so big. Wow. Wait, Unji, I'll send send it to you right now. Okay. I'll text it to you. It's, um, do you have your phone on you? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) I like ran down here. Oh, uh, never mind. I'll I'll send it to you later. Okay. But I have this gigantic fiddle leaf fig tree in my front yard. Wow. So I started taking uh clippings and i'm propagating them as a for a side a business, business? <laughs> yeah <laughs> how did i not know that this was gonna be the end of the story yeah <laughs> you should have you should have known <laughs> bitch how did i not know that this is gonna be you like do you know what it is well let me tell you i can get you a great deal i'm making money on it <laughs> because i live near like these places like Highland Park and Eagle Rock, these are like super like gentrified, yes. like trendy hipstery, yes. trendy neighborhoods. Yes. And I see in those places these like tiny little Philly f- plants they mm-hmm. sell for like hundreds of dollars. So I'm like, wait, I could just start a little like production line and like just undercut them by like 10, 15%. You know what I mean? And- <laughs> Peter, you just said how you're not even walking enough. You just walked. <laughs> you don't have enough time in your life to walk. <laughs> I know. I need to get my fucking priorities straight. I'm so, I'm gonna no, but like when they pointed it out, I was like, all I saw was like dollar size, ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. <laughs> yeah, because this gigantic tree. Like if if sure. you, I, I don't know how you would sell a tr- that tree. You would have to uproot it. But like that tree alone, thousands of would be worth like yeah. thousands and thousands of yeah. dollars. And um, the ability to propagate off of it, because these aren't like this isn't like sometimes people like take a little trimming off like a plant. Mm-hmm. And it takes forever, but like these are thick ass branches that have a lot of nutrients in them. I think they will root. Wow, like faster, faster than these these little guys. I don't know, maybe. But I, I I took like six to eight trimmings. Some of them are in water. Some of them are in soil. So I'll update you guys and so, <laughs> you know how, how it works. You're so busy. You had to start a side business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever tell me something I have can make money because I'll I'll do it. I'll do anything to make money. I'm sick. Just a little bit. Because like what you're describing, because what you're describing is like a couple of hundred dollars. (laughs) I know it's max a thousand. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't like shore this up. No, like starting a nursery. uh, But there's no work to be done. It's just changing the water out every few days. You know what I mean? Like it's not like I'm doing work. Like yes, I do go to my new place in the morning, and I do go out and trim, and (laughs) you know, like clean. (laughs) 
<laughs> dip it in rooting powder. You know, like I have to do the whole thing. <laughs> like, see, even as you're saying, you're giggling because you know that it's fucking work. <laughs> I love it. I I don't know. I, I I yes, I should be walking. You should, but that's, you you, have, you do really have a green, you do really have a green thumb though. I do. I love it. Yeah. I I didn't realize that. That would that was something of mine that I would enjoy. Like whenever people were like having these sun hats on and like gardening, yeah. you know, with their knee pads, I was always like, "Ew, that looks gross." <laughs> but like, there's something about like keeping a plant or a tree alive for this long. Like, and by the way, eighty percent of my pandemic plants are alive, and they're refruiting. Wow. Yeah, all of my, my pandemic plants, plants died. Oh, did they? <laughs> They're all on my porch. I tried it because they yeah. all got like came down with some sort of fungus. I remember I I, I did. Oh, I, no. I, I will. I did save my money tree because I was oh, freaked, okay. I was very freaked out by the symbolism of it. So like that I, one, that one. Yes. So I like I performed surgery on it. Like I looked up. I did a YouTube video. What, on, roots? Did on the, have root yeah, rot? on the roots. Yeah, because uh, it was there was like a serious like yeah some sort of like rot on it and stuff like that. So I like repotted. Mm perform surgery on it and then it's thriving now but every wow. other plant that i have is dead oh damn i'm sorry like 100 dead <laughs> like came down with some sort of virus <laughs> i like some sort of fungus i like put like some stuff on it and i, I like tried talking to Neem it Neem oil yeah. No, I had to because of talking this. to it. Yeah, that works actually. I they love it. They and they love other plants, so they like being around other plants. I, so I did. I put they them all out there together. I talked to do it. I like. Did they all I, got the same disease. They all got the same disease, <laughs> and they all heard me talking to them. Were like, I'd rather die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this bitch is trying. She she's trying to memorize her lines. <laughs> I can't be listening to her audition sites anymore. <laughs> Let's just go. Oh, Paul. speaking of auditions, so because I'm in this room right now, I don't audition for stuff. Sure. Are you still getting I stuff? Can't. They know, right? They, you're, you're no, not no, no. Say. They don't send me stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't do it anyway. So what's the point? But I am, I have gotten two auditions for um, Netflix dubbing. Dubbing? Uh, dubbing work. You know, like, you know, when you see, and one of them is for a K drama. Oh, so you'll be the English? English voice. Of a, when someone like, and if someone doesn't want to like watch K-drama with subtitles. Okay. And they just, they do like audio English. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? <clears throat> when they do that, my voice would be coming out of this character. Scary. But in English. Yeah. I know, weird, right? <laughs> yes. I, I just never even thought of that as a job. <laughs> I, I thought it was machines. But, <laughs> you thought it was like a Siri? Yes. <laughs> no, it's, you know, people do it. And I just never, I never got an audition for something like that. But I, this week, I, in this week, I got two auditions. And they don't pay, they don't pay at all. What do you mean? The SAG, the SAG rate. Yeah. So for you guys who don't know, the SAG rate for like a day player yeah. is like, I don't know, $1,000 or something, right? Like a day. Yeah. Twelve eighty seven like that. <clears throat> right. So that's your minimum amount to work that day. Mm -hmm. Um for a SAG dubbing, it doesn't even go by day, it goes by hours. Wow. Like how many hours are you in the studio dubbing this thing? Sure. And um the minimum SAG scale for dubbing mm -hmm. is like seventy bucks. 
What? Yeah. yeah. So per that's hour. like per hour. That's like the same as like. What but you're you- not gonna do more than an hour of like maybe, and it's minimum guaranteed work two hours. So like, it's 140 bucks for whatever you do, and then if you go overtime, then you get overtime. But like. You so the, that, the the rate is the same as like a junior copywriter in the Midwest <laughs> at a small agency. Yeah, I I don't even know if they get paid. I mean, seventy dollars an hour is a great rate, just in general. In general, but, but you're only working two but hours. It's not if you're only working two. <laughs> but it is only two hours. So like, there's that. Yeah, and I guess like. I don't know how long it would take to dub an entire episode of a K drama. I'd imagine character. more than two like, hours. N- there's like I don't tw- think so. There's like eighteen episodes in every K drama. No, per episode, I mean. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But if right? you do all like, eighteen a- episodes. Yeah, but you wouldn't do them all at once. That's true. <laughs> That'd be so much fucking work. But I, I would think it goes episode by episode or two, a couple episodes or something like that. And if you're only playing one character or dubbing one character, like how many lines does it really come out to? Right? So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't know. I mean, that's the thing. But there there aren't that many lines. There's a lot, there aren't that many lines yeah. in K-dramas. There's a lot of longing looks. Stares. Stares <laughs> and swelling of music. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I thought it's a cool thing that I never thought I would have to do, but it's definitely not like a, 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 maybe it's a career if you do a bunch of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'll do three K-dramas this week and then I'll do like a German film and then I'll do like, I don't know, a like cartoon for kids that that's in French or something like that. And if you like, piece it all together yes. you can make a career out of it but i don't know if dubbing is a career but i just thought it would be it was interesting that this came through and i was like whoa this is this is odd i mean isn't it so crazy how many jobs there are in show business i was just talking about that with my friend like this is the only industry where i know like there's there's so many different ways to make money yes but like almost all of them you can't do without another job yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Like, they just keep us hanging on. They're like, ooh, just a little more morsel, a little morsel. <laughs> but I mean, like, once you get good enough where you're like, you get that job, then you kind of get propelled to it. But like, there is this whole yeah. underclass of yes. people that just have all these weird yes. jobs. It's like, I mean, I know, and especially in production, it's like, there's like, like you're talking about fiddle leaf figs. Like, there's some people that just only do plants. Like, that's the plant bitch who does all NBC. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you gotta call Marcy. She's the best plant bitch we have. Like, you know, it's, yeah, like, it's, she's got great foe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just something like it's so bizarre, and it is like something up. It's it's a very peculiar business to be a part of. But if you're a peculiar yeah. person who likes yes. it, it's a, it yes. is a match. Yes. Okay. So, on to that, I um. I recently met someone uh, named Dylan who um, they go by they, them. They um, <clears throat> they are a Book of Mormon person. They were on Book of Mormon. What do you mean? They're a book- oh, they were like, like part actor. of the touring company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they did New York for a while. Wow. Broadway? And 
Broadway. Wow. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, like, that's how you gotta tiny say. Tiny little, like, tiny little fun twinky yeah. person. Okay. Um, recently started this, like, gender identity thing. Okay. Um, and, and, and being gender non-binary. And now presents, like, gender non-binary. And also doesn't do Broadway anymore because... It's fucked, right? Yeah. Um, or, or during the pandemic, they moved here and they were like, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do like something else. So they started doing TikToks with animals. Okay. Because they got a wildlife rehab license. During so, pandemic? During pandemic. Okay. <clears throat> so now they are rehabilitating like baby possums that like got lost from their mothers or whatever, right? So okay. it's like, speaking of odd jobs yeah. right and i met them at a party recently uh, at a susan Glynn's party yeah and i was like oh this person is so interesting blah blah and then benda and i invited them to perform uh-huh. at uh patio which is our like yeah. backyard show that we've been doing and they <laughs> dressed up as little Edie and brought this like little possum and and tap danced and I thought, and, and like told a little story, and I was like, "This is the most peculiar, yeah. <laughs> fun, positive human being I've ever seen." It's like so positive, and so like, yeah, you know, just like overflowing with joy. <clears throat> and I was like, "Oh, what an interesting person yes. that has all these like these skills that I never like thought would come together, right?" And also at a, at a supreme to, level. Yeah, yes. at, a, at a level where they're like excellence, yes. right? Um, fast forward to like last week. Um, the showrunners of my show were like, oh, by the way, if you guys have any interesting people that could come in and talk about animals and like animal care, we, and we are currently writing an episode about um, our, one of our characters taking care of these baby possums <laughs> and losing them in the middle of the night. Are you kidding me? So I was like, wait, I think I know someone. So I invited uh, Dylan to come in to our writer's room and give like a 40 minute like overview of like what they do how they got started and like why like all these like facts about possums and wildlife and blah blah and was <laughs> like writing down like notes like oh okay so at what age do they actually like un like detach from yeah. their mothers and blah blah you know so, so that we are fully because we write an anthropomorphic show yeah so a part of it is like understanding animals animal yeah. stuff right at, like the for example, like two weeks ago, we spent like an hour and a half looking up koala chlamydia. That's right, koala chlamydia. I remember this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and how ki- baby koalas can get get uh, chlamydia from eating their mom's poop. Yes, yes. Yeah, and, and, and anyway, so like. <laughs> learning a lot about the animal kingdom, <laughs> but just going back to like you, you're right. In this industry, you can work. If you're if you're doing something specific, you can work. So what happened? Everyone loved him, loved them. Loved at, it. Yeah, yeah, and had a great time. And um, yeah, we had a blast. It was like after lunch, and we spent like 30, 40 minutes talking to them, and they enlightened us about possum care. <laughs> and like they're gonna be what's gonna allowed become, and what's not. They're they're gonna become possum royalty. Like <laughs> <laughs> they're like on the on the like Bindi Irwin track. Okay. You know what I mean? Like fun personality that deals with animals type of. Is that is that what thing. they want? To be like. I think so. In front that, of the camera. Their TikTok is all that. Yeah. Okay, so they and, and the TikTok is blown up. 
Yeah, they they went viral on TikTok. Wow. I guess everyone goes viral on TikTok, but they um they're they're huge on TikTok and Instagram, I guess. And um they were on like Ellen, they were on the Ellen tube or whatever as like Ellen's like animal person or whatever. Okay. Like so it's been a thing. Okay. Yeah. What crazy, you, right? Yes. How weird. How how does how, how, how does how, how does Susan know that? <laughs> Oh, um, I forget because they're like in the comedy world. So they go up and do comedy, like do stand up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like traditional stand up. Um, I don't know about that, but I've never seen them do stand up because they did the tap dancing routine at our show, (laughs) but they're funny and they're like, you know, delightful. So it's like. Yeah, there's some. I, it's hard to like pin down what they do. Yeah, but they're like a persona. It's a, there's an ineffable quality. Yes, absolutely. Star quality. Star quality. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. know you know you know it when you see it. <laughs> I do. I know it when I see it, <laughs> and I know it when I smell it. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, like it. it there's. I I know other people like this. Nothing as uh, glorious as um. Possum person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, I, that's just like to me such a specific thing to want to choose to become. Yeah. And like, yeah. like choose I think to they do. like fell into it or something. They're like, well, I'm running out of options and Broadway's not coming back. So, although I think it is back now. Yes. Um, which is weird and scary. But New York's been doing like its own thing, I feel. You know, right? Like during the pandemic, they got yes. hit hard and they're like, fuck it. We got it. We know how to do this now. I just started. I just started. I will say that for me, I mean, uh, for any indoor shows I do, I don't hang anymore. I'm in and I'm out and I'm, I feel like relatively safe doing it because mm. my exposure mm. unmasked is very limited. Um, right. So I do feel okay um, and given some sort of like statistics and all this stuff and like I for any of you parents out there I listened to the daily about COVID and schools very helpful um, it like didn't make my it did not allay any of my fears but it did lessen my mm-hmm. anxiety like it just gave me there you go yeah and that was sort of it you know um, but yeah I will say I just started watching and I will continue watching once this is done, is Sam Morrill's documentary about uh, comedy in Mm. New York called Full Mm. Capacity. Mm. And it's about like when post-vaccine, like comedy clubs start opening up again. Mm -hmm. And it's just a documentary about like kind of what New York comedy looked like as everyone was coming back and getting their sea legs again. And you're kind of seeing what, like, literally what we were talking about, you know, coming Mm. back and doing a few shows and outdoor stuff and then starting to do stuff. Like, everything we were talking about is, like, literally happening. But is it a a documentary or is it a special? It's a documentary. Like, oh, so it's not him doing stand-up? No, it's everyone doing stand-up. Oh. It's like, you see everyone. Like, Chris Red is in it, like, Sam J. Like, everyone just, it's, like, mostly around the cellar. And there's just like people are just talking. Joe List is in it, mm. like a ton of people. Okay, cool. Where Ray is Romano. it on? It's on YouTube. It's just on YouTube. Oh, I'd like to watch that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, um, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's really interesting that um, uh, that it's on YouTube of all places. But I guess like 
what's his name? Mark Norman did his YouTube his special on YouTube too. Mm-hmm. So does Sam. Yeah. Oh, Sam did as well. Yeah, okay, so did Andrew sense. Schultz. Right, right. I mean, that one was huge. Yeah, he 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 was found on YouTube though. Yes. Yeah, that's right. But he's like a regular comic. I mean, he's doing arenas, I think. Wow. Yeah. His like. I don't know right if now. I would want that. Doing arenas? arena? Yeah. I mean, for the for the money, sure, but like for the, ex- I don't know if the experience would be that great for anybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, uh, again, that's not the kind of comedy. I mean, it's a different kind of comedy. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like corporatizing comedy. Yeah, because it's like little chunks, little chunk, laughter, laughter, laughter. Because it's like also an arena, so it's got to reverberate. The sound has mm-hmm. to like you have to wait a second. You got to pace. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not like that, so it's interesting that he's doing such huge places. But because I mean, to me, it's like he's crowd work. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I've never—I've literally never heard a joke of his. I don't really know him. I just know that he is a person. But I—I <laughs> I, I saw him on like clips of like him talking to people on podcasts. But like, I don't know anything about his comedy. Oh, he's—he's a—he's uh, one of those edgy kind of lord guys. Amazing. We need more of that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough edgelords in comedy. By the way, you know that. Did I ever tell you my theory about Joe Rogan being vaccinated? No. I think Joe Rogan is 100% vaxxed. I bet he is. Yeah. Like, I think he. I bet he is. Because the way that he talks about getting COVID and at the end when he talks about how, um, thanks to medicine, modern medicine. Yeah. Invectin or in, 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 but it was in, it, 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 yeah or, whatever clearly not something that he took he's too rich and too has kids he has too much to lose too much to yeah. lose exactly all those fucks that are like anti-vax they're all vaxxed Ben Shapiro 100% for sure vaxxed yeah they're all doing it because they this is like just another way to get following it's, it's the same thing as like how MAGA blew up yeah it's the same reason why you I'm know, Korean like... <laughs> what <laughs> For the follows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys aren't following us, please follow us, especially Unji Kim, because her <laughs> self-worth is very much tied to it. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right. We're back with our favorite section. It's called AMA. <laughs> We've been looking at um, a lot of your questions and also I've been watching a lot of this um, Vogue 73, 74 questions, 73 question 70. challenge. I don't, know, I don't know how many fucking questions Vogue has. Um, but you see these celebra- celebrities like getting yes. taped and doing that, you know? And one of those questions I really liked was, what's the one thing you wish you knew at age 19? Ooh, 19. When I, age 19... I was first year, soft, I was a sophomore mm-hmm. at the University of Michigan. Yes. And I wish I knew I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish I knew, knew. I had like an ink, I had like an inkling, right? But because of my like Judeo-Christian background, you know, like I, I just always thought of it as like a burden. What did you, you know? think Like it something was? to carry around. What did you think it was? I thought it was, honestly, I thought it was God testing me. On what? Or I, on like whether I'm a good person or not. 
Okay. You know what I mean? So like, I never thought of it as an actual thing I can accept. Okay. You know, I always thought of it as like, it has to go away. Sure. I can't, I can't do this. It has to go away. And I wish I knew, knew and accepted that I was gay at age 19. Yeah. I think life would have been so much, it, it would have been hard at first. Sure. But I think life overall would have been so much easier because I spent so much time trying to like get rid of this part of me. And also that has to do with the fact that I didn't know anyone gay. Yes. I had no gay friends. Yes. So like all my friends were like, you know, KSA, like, you know, AZNs. And (laughs) if there were any gays, they weren't telling me. No. And they were not acting like it. They weren't acting on it, especially in public. Maybe they were DL about it. But like I was oblivious to anyone gay or queer in my life. So it became because I would have to be the only one. Yes. Or the first one. I it, the fear was insurmountable. Do you think so, that you would have done comedy if you had come out at 19? No. I think I would have done something way cooler. Yeah. Like, like fit, fiddle leaf fig. Yeah. <laughs> fiddle father. <laughs> yeah. I don't I maybe maybe I would I would have like pursued the arts faster. Yeah. Or like, I don't know if I would have done, actually, maybe I would have done comedy. Earlier. Earlier. I would have, maybe I would have done comedy earlier or I would have like used my voice earlier because the reason why I found my voice, I found my voice, I, you know, my voice found me or whatever the fuck later is because I kept clamping the voice down. (sighs) You know, I kept going, shut up, shut up, stop talking. You're the devil. You know, like God is texting me. Mm-hmm. I have to, this is my cross to bear. Don't let anyone know. Just keep going. Keep trucking. Keep doing keg stands. <laughs> <laughs> keep doing keg stands. This is the way. Yeah. This is what God wants. <laughs> this is what God wants. <laughs> keep being heteronormative and toxic. <laughs> I wish I knew. I wish I, yeah, at 19, that, w- that would have been a great time because I was in college yeah. You know, I was young. I was meeting new friends. So this could have been a whole new world for me. It's and you like would have been away from home, moment. kind of like away from the screen yeah. of your other friends. You could have really done it. Branched out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is hard because at 19, because that's, I, I would say that for me, what I would have wanted to tell myself at 19 is that I'm not, not I'm not wrong. Because I yeah. think everything, I felt so fundamentally wrong. Like everything I did and felt yeah. and looked like and was, was wrong. And I felt so, I spent so much energy and so, so much of my mental and emotional bandwidth trying to correct that. Yeah. As opposed yeah, yeah, to exactly. embrace it. And because, embrace it. As a, you know, and it's, and honestly, it's because the same thing is like, I had no idea what I, what a version of me looked like. Right. You know, I, I was like, it, we also, were surrounded by like homogenous yes. type of people. And so, I mean, how would I know? It's funny, today I was literally talking about this with my therapist. It's like, my fam- the kind of confidence I have is very specific. It's like, my parents always told me that I was uh, very special and that they loved me, but that the world would never consider me that way. Mm. Like, out there, they're not going to see what we see. Yeah. 
you know, and yeah, it's and yeah. of course you're. So you need to toughen up. Yes. Or you have to change your ways, or because you're not. You're so the thing is like, of course <clears throat> I think you're smart. I think you're, or whatever special, but no one out there is going to. So you have to work harder and be the best. That's the only way that anyone else will see you that way, and mm-hmm. like it's it's this sort of undeniable belief that who you are is good enough, but that was never a right. part of the vernacular. <clears throat> right. You yeah. always had to be better. Better. And it was like, yeah. and so who you are and this like sort of base level of acceptance of who you are. I mean, like I yeah. still have trouble with it, you know? Oh, same. You know, I have better tools now. Yes. But so, yeah, I wish I, st- I wish I started that earlier at 19, that journey of self-love and self-acceptance yes. and walking in my power and listening to my own voice and trusting myself and not always second guessing every fucking thing and Ugh. making everything whenever something goes bad, it's, you know, making it my fault, you know, like. I wish I had spent more time loving myself. Ooh, I would have definitely started comedy. <laughs> I would. De- I mean, that's the thing is, if I had started the journey at that age, I would be insufferable now, and that's what I want. I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be that weird, peculiar fuck in Hollywood that everyone's like, "How does she work?" But she just works. She works. I don't know. <laughs> wow, that's a good question. I didn't think I was gonna. We we're gonna go down that road, yeah. but. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Hope you, if you're 19, fucking trust yourself, all right? Yeah. Or whatever age you are. If you're 49, trust yourself. That little voice is not wrong. It's so, that, I, it's, it's so It's not true. wrong. You're not wrong. I've, I can't tell you how many times I've looked back at scenarios, like very specific to even like the Me Too stuff or like when I've been mm-hmm. toxic to other women or all this shit or like things have been happening in a, in a place in a in a room or in a green room where I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And I didn't have the words yeah. or the vocabulary or the strength to be able to say anything. But the thing is, mm-hmm. no matter how guilty I feel about it now, the thing, the thing that comforts me is that my intuition was correct. I felt bad yes. then. I knew that this yes. was not correct. It's not like some mm-hmm. shit where you're like, oh, is that bad now? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's yeah, not, yeah, that's exactly. not how I feel about most You knew all along. You knew all along. And if that's the shit that yeah. you're you can trust yourself with like if you can even smell mm. it, like in a small level of injustice like that you can trust yourself about other things so yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool that's a that's actually a good point that like all those times that you knew you were right yes. you were right yeah and now use that use that same mm-hmm. thing that that same voice that same alarm and trust it yes that's cool i like that awesome well hope you guys enjoyed the episode um thanks so much for listening Visit the Patreon if you got some shekels to throw at us. And, um, (laughs) you know, it's uh, Yom Kippur. I I figured we'd (laughs) tie the themes up. (laughs) All right. Have a yummy yum. And we'll listen. We'll listen. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.